This week, the tech world converges onto Las Vegas, Nevada. Joel's favorite place. Oh. For the CES show, our distinguished panel is going to read the tea leaves. And we're going to talk a little bit about what marketers can learn from Hollywood. You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life. Featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. Welcome to the program. You're listening to the show where a distinguished panel talks about what's new, what's now, and what's next in the world of media, marketing, and technology. The kids call it the A-game. And joining me this week, our Senior Director of Digital Strategy, Jeff Culleton. My friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It's 2020. You're not... You're not an EVP yet? When's that happen? I don't know. Like next month? That's our PR director, Joel. (laughs) He's got a haircut. I'm not an EVP. Incendiary force around the office. (laughs) Am I? I mean, My hair or me personally? No, your hair is. And joining us this week, our creative services manager from one of, might I say, the more talented groups within the entire Adcom family, the studio, Adam Zakara. Hello. We're Thank very you. happy to have you here today. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. Mike agrees with that assessment. Mike, Mike's laughing because he's embarrassed. You know why I'm embarrassed? Did Mike plant that? episode 56 to get Adam on here. But I think what we're, what we're going to see is a ripple effect into the next wave of the A-game, starting right now with this stone dropping in the water. Mm. Adam Zaccaro. Well, that's... That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, for programming note for the listeners, you know, thanks to Mike Pauks, our awesome uh, 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 producer, we do have some new voices coming on the show. You're going to hear a lot of different voices over the next couple of months, a lot of different topics. So we're really excited about that. Nice work, Mike. Nice work, Mikey. Okay. Well, why don't we get started? Um, we're going to do a little ripping from the headlines, uh, just to get ourselves warmed up. Since it's 2020, we've been off a little bit. Uh, hey, guys, Michael Bloomberg is buying a Super Bowl ad. 60 seconds of Bloomberg. You like it? You hate it? What do you think, Jeff? I believe the president came out and said he was going to do a counter. Yeah, immediately well. after. How how surprising is yeah. that? <laughs> the dollars, man. The, I, I, 10 million. That's like $10 for yeah. Michael I'm, Bloomberg. You know, Michael Bloomberg is the, most, uh, the wealthiest man in the state of New York, you know, who's not the wealthiest man in the state of New York, the president of the United States. But... I don't. Well, he's a resident of Florida now, right? He is True. A, thank you. Mm. I I think it's vanity. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's going to have an impact one way or another. Frankly, Tom Steyer, uh, the billionaire Democrat running, uh, is is also not. He's buying massive TV time uh, throughout. I don't think he set a, a Super Bowl ad, but I think uh, I, frankly it's vanity. I think the sides are too polarized to make it a, a, a differentiator for people. Well, maybe Tom Steyer should buy a Super Bowl ad I think I've never this, heard of him before. If the Democrats <laughs> don't thin out their field, everybody's going to have to buy a Super Bowl ad, and the Super Bowl ads are going to be nothing but presidential campaign <laughs> ads. So. A lot of messages being endorsed during the big game. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. The spike from 2008 in fundraising dollars till now, I think, is the thing that precipitates this being able to happen. Because before, you know, say a Super Bowl ad, now $10 million, is that, is that going to be 60, the- 60, 60 seconds. Was it, it, it was- Average is about $5 million for a 30. So they're just kind of doubling down on that. Here's the thing, though. Adam said it's, you know, to, to Adam's point, 
Bloomberg is on a whole other level. I mean, I just looked up Warren raised 21 million in the fourth quarter. So like that's half of her, you know what I mean? Like the rest of the candidates can't afford it. Well, and Michael Bloomberg is self-financing. I mean, the guy's worth $50 billion. And so, you know, this, this I think is, is for his, the, the percentage of vote that he's going to get through the primary. Okay. Maybe this does help him. President, I think it's more of a, I can do it, so I'm going to do it. But I, I, I don't see this as being a, from a marketing standpoint, from a getting an audience and attention, those people already have paramount audience and attention. I don't think it's going to be, from a marketing, pure marketing standpoint, I don't think it changes anything. I think it's a hood ornament. I think it's a vanity mechanism. Waste of dollars. Well, yeah. well before you say that, uh, let's hear from Michael Frazier. He's a spokesman for... Bloomberg's campaign. Oh, I can only imagine what he, what he thinks about it. <laughs> According to him, the goal is just to get under Trump's skin. Okay. All right. Well, that might. I think that actually might be very effective. Hey, man, if, if that, if, if you're willing to go out and, and articulate what your goal is in that fashion, and that's, the money is a, is a non-factor in this, then I'm all for it. Then the metrics don't matter. Being willing to state that goal publicly among your base that might do more to lift you than the actual contents of your $10 million spent. Yeah, because like now he's all worked up, course, waiting to see what this commercial is going to be. Given how polarized is awesome. everything is, like that that could do more to lift Bloomberg than the actual contents of the app. This, I think we're going to get in, I'm not going to give away the topic right now, but the, uh, another thing we will get into later it speaks to the same thing is when, you know, so often when you market in a big organization, you're going through layers of layers of layers of approvals and revisions and compliance to get down to a distilled thing that kind of has a consensus. When you're talking about a Michael Bloomberg who functionally doesn't have to answer to anybody, and the other topic that we're talking about is kind of the same thing, you know, you can, you can be impactful. You also have a lot more chance to take a risk. This is as outlier as outlier gets in terms of a marketing aspect of things is, you know, he doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't affect him. It doesn't affect him personally, at least. I think Joel's got a good point, though. It's, uh, there's a degree of uh, fighting fire with fire to it. Like, this feels like a very Trumpian tactic in that I'm going to do it because I can. Yesterday in CES, Spotify got up on stage. They had their opportunity to talk about a new innovation that they're launching with regard to podcasts. You may have heard that they've been investing heavily in podcasts, buying um, different software, buying Gimlet Media, big investments. They're drastically increasing the amount of listenership. Now they're bringing technology into podcasts that hasn't been there before. So historically, the way that people like us qualify audiences is through downloads. Don't, downloads are not listens. They're putting a product in place called Spotify Insertable Ads. And that actually puts them in position to qualify audiences and validate impressions. First take on this, Jeff, what do you think? Love it. Love everything about it. And I think it's going to be an absolute race. iHeart, Pandora, everybody else who's got a stake in podcast um, to try and either replicate or outdo this because I think there's a heavy brand appetite for uh, podcasts in general, there's a tension there. There's long form, long form star- storytelling. There's a lot of affinity um, by the audiences, and there is a real drop off in actionable metrics. Um, we get the same question all the time: Was it a download? Was it a listen? What was it? And 
you know, you don't have, it's an awareness mechanism. This turns it far from an awareness mechanism into an engagement mechanism. Okay. Adam, people like me are going to say, this is good for listeners because <laughs> now we've got relevant ads for them. Are you buying it? Well, I guess my question is, what's the next domino to fall? So will you see uh, free with ads, pay for ad free option uh, to monetize some of this stuff? If so, who's getting that money? Or will it just be, this is the cost of doing business, so to speak. You have ads in your podcast now. Let me, would you, would you pay for, do you, first of all, do you listen to podcasts? Mm -hmm. Would you pay for uh, ad-free content? So I'm actually weighing this decision right now because I keep getting served the ad for Luminary's start of the year promotion. Yeah. And I'm on the fence about podcasts are free, right? Yeah. But do I pay for these podcasts because it's premium content because it's, you know, I don't know. Do you guys, are any of you uh, Luminary customers? No. No. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I'm on the fence. You're the first Luminary. Yeah. Is this is the, functionally the same thing as Masterclass as well? I've seen a lot of people engaging in Masterclass. <laughs> What's Masterclass? Oh, I can't yeah, wait I'm, to hear this. Again, I'm about to Come on. Is, that Quibi, is it Quibi's <laughs> sister? Yeah. Is it, no. uh, hey, you could watch a two and a half hour movie <laughs> I'm gonna in drop seven a, second I'm clips. Gonna drop an anvil of knowledge <laughs> I need that. right on. That's something I need. Right on Jim's smug head right now. <laughs> so Masterclass is a program of basically the most successful business executives, Bob Iger, Oprah, you know, all these people, Tony Robbins, that is, it just launched uh, earlier last year. It's basically them uh, teaching a class on what their specific expertise is, but they teach the class and you subscribe to Masterclass and, you know, you, you get all this content, um, which is something after all of your jokes, Jim, that you probably would love. <laughs> <laughs> all, your, all, your, all your damn jokes. I think the masterclass thing is an interesting pivot, though, because for however long they were uh, people who had excelled at their craft, but it was definitely a craft-based thing. Big Steve time. Martin teaches comedy. Uh, it, James Patterson teaches writing. But now it's like Bob Iger teaches business. Yeah. And that, that to me, is a bit of a shift. Yeah. The the Spotify thing is, is interesting to me. We've talked about this a, a million times where, like, we listen to the Jim and I listen to have some crossover like Ringer NBA show for an example. Like, you've got a pretty good idea who that audience is, right? Probably guys, probably twenty to fifty, right? You know, reading the 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 coverage of this, the the fascinating portion of this is now you can apply what you're doing elsewhere into what you're doing with podcasts, right? And that's really, you know, Jim and I are different people than the 20, 25 year old me. Thirty seven year old me is different from twenty five year old me. Twenty five year old me might might have wanted to know about um, jeans or something like that. 38 year old me, me wants to know about like what the latest technology is with like affliction t-shirts. <laughs> sure. Of course. Bob Hardy, Tom Hardy, whatever. Ed, all Hardy. Is. Ed Hardy. <laughs> Bob, Tom and Ed Hardy. Yeah. All, all the Hardy boys, the Hardy boys, <laughs> the Hardy boys. So, I mean, and, and I thought there was a, there's already a, um, what was it? I've got it right here. The first to try the Puma, you know, recall, Recall yeah. is already showing that it's off the charts. Yep. <laughs> off the charts. And I like the whole point about the audiences because oftentimes, and, and we've seen this, there's a, a, a client within our roster uh, that we work with that has a uh, target audience that's a, a little bit on the older end. And that target audience is within the trades. And what we started doing was taking first party data, modeling that data and then just letting that pipe into our different buying platforms. And then we used uh, Nielsen to validate some of these audiences. Sorry guys, I'm getting a little bit technical. This is insider Love baseball. It. 
But when we started running the campaigns and we started seeing conversion activity and we started looking at that data against those particular audiences, what we were finding is the audiences that are converting are much younger than the audiences that we're going after. To be honest with you, it has changed a lot of the ways that we've approached the business. And with regard to the way that we're messaging, the platforms we're using, because we're starting to identify a entry point uh, consumer for a heritage brand that's got a lot of strong reputation and a lot of representation on the older end of the trade. So anytime you can put yourself in a position to measure, long story short, you're going to get better results. And, and you see it from a, a client standpoint across the board. I just think I, as, as you know, we have B2C and B2B clients, but you know, a lot of B2B clients and audio from uh, that perspective, you know, when you're working in B2B, you're working in a lot of awareness mechanisms, affinity, affinity mechanisms. You're not always getting down to a purchase. It's a longer cycle. And what I think the audio piece of it does is for organizations, I always call it the believe in marketing. I think there's functionally two kinds of organizations. There's organizations that tolerate marketing because they know they have to have it, or there's organizations that believe that they, you know, they need to market in order to get their message in, into the right hands. And for organizations that might more begrudgedly market, I don't know what he's laughing at, but he's holding it in so hard and where he's going to hurt himself. But for ones that begrudgedly market, I'm not going to laugh. And you advertise on podcasts where your executive teams and audiences also hear that message. It is an internal audience validation as much as it is an external audience validation um, and engagement mechanism. It really it, it plays a couple of things where display and retargeting native advertising are tough because, you know, those C-level uh, audiences that you're trying to get to, they don't they don't click on ads. They don't see ads. They stuff is you've said it before. They they're get their their information is curated to them, and it's just it's different. So I think it's very powerful. You should teach your own match masterclass, Jeff. <laughs> is that this what is you were free stuff? Is that what you were laughing at? I immediately started thinking about masterclass and I laughed. You came, <laughs> came up sorry. with the joke yeah. and you had to hold it in. Yeah, because you were in the middle of your monologue. <laughs> With your monocle. Did you see what I do? Jeff wears a monocle for the, those that are, those are, are curious what he looks like. Monopoly man. Right. Seen the show. All right. <laughs> uh, lightning round is uh, not so lightning. So um, we were going to talk a little bit about the uh, California Consumer Privacy Act going into effect Jan 1. If it seems like a similar topic to something else we've talked about many times on the show, it really is. Uh, ultimately, there's going to be a little bit of a ripple effect. Um, why don't we skip that to go to aviation gym? Yeah, why don't we do that? <laughs> I don't want to step on Jim's toes, but yeah, but it, it's happening. So California, <laughs> California, heads up. <laughs> the only, big one. The only thing, the only thing that I'll bring up is in reading about this a little bit over the past couple of weeks, um, I didn't realize that you know employers can potentially tap into your own personal data. That's something that happens. Yeah, yeah. You know that. Yuck. Boy, would they be disappointed if they were looking at like my patterns. I basically walk the same circle every day. No, they love that. You ever they do know that? You, you ever check yourself out on like like Google Maps? It's it's really depressing. When like you're 11 like, oh, die wow. in LA? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I really do the same thing every day. Wow. Sorry, little insight. I uh, find your so, predictability charming. So Todd, if you're listening... 
Don't worry. Don't even look at it. <laughs> Nothing All to right. see here. <laughs> One of the things that popped up over the holidays that everybody had a little bit of fun with um, through social media is uh, basically laughing at Peloton um, for for their commercial, which um, <laughs> which was completely tone deaf and um, ridiculous. Uh, so the internet just enter- gobbled yeah, it up, just destroyed it, just destroyed it. I mean, for anybody that hasn't seen it, um, shame on you. You should really get a smartphone. Because you can't open your phone without seeing something about it or people talking about it. It's like it. the U2 album yeah. that Apple downloaded on your phone. Now it's just downloaded automatically. Not a fan of that, by the way. Yeah, nobody likes that. Everybody got BT mad about dubs, that. BT-dubs, not cool. That made uh, a lot of uh, worst of the decade Yeah, lists. people oh, really yeah. dislike that. Yeah. People so, like Bono did not like that. No, no. Uh, but what we wanted to talk about was Aviation Gin. And this was just like the culmination of a full year of really smart, really fun uh, video content that was quickly created. If it sounds familiar, Ryan Reynolds is attached to this particular brand. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool, he's got a nice little uh, rivalry going with Hugh Jackman. Uh, Wolverine. So good. (laughs) So good. You mean the guy from The Greatest Showman? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, I think a lot of you have seen the the parody uh, campaign for Peloton. He actually got the actress from the Peloton ad for the uh, the gin commercial, which I think it was more of a spoof, and then it turned into an actual ad, which um, has gotten a lot of conversation. Trying to find the number of views on it, it is, right now. It's off the charts. I mean, Ad Week had it as like their number one, their number four ad for the entire year of uh, 2019. What I like about it is it actually came together like in a period of, I don't know, maybe three days. Three days. Yeah. And it started with a text. So put your marketing hat on for a minute and think about how long it takes oftentimes for us to come up with an idea, validate that idea, um, produce really quality content and then get it out there. Is this something like, how does this happen? I mean, how eye popping is it to see three days, Adam, um, given the fact that you're so close to video production, like what does it take for somebody to get something like this up and running? You know, they, uh, the article I read broke it down in really two facets. One was what it took to get this going, like mm-hmm. from concept to execution. Yeah. And just having the idea, getting whatever approvals needed to be done. Now, granted, if you own the gin company, I'm sure there's... Yeah, that helps. Approvals the approvals are, are minimal. Implicit, <laughs> right. But um, to be able to get ready to do it is one thing. Um, and I think that's where so much of our time is often spent. The doing of it can be pretty quick. And the way they said they went about it was shoot in the morning, edit in the afternoon, mm-hmm essentially live by the evening, which is not unheard of. Um, it's still incredibly impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm more impressed by the two days leading up to that to be able to say, hey, I've got an idea. Let's quote unquote, write this, contact the talent, get a location, get the crew there. That was, uh, that's amazing. To make it happen. You know, the, uh, the, the shoot in the morning, edit in the afternoon thing is, I don't want to take anything away from that. Um, but we've, you know, you can turn that stuff around pretty quickly on a concept as simple and direct as they executed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. The one question I had, and maybe this is a bit in the weeds, but having watched the spot several times, is the actress, is she in character as the character from the Peloton ad? Yes. Or is she the actress who's now like getting all the internet fallout? What do you think? <laughs> was she playing herself or was she playing the character from the Peloton I ad? I think she was playing yeah. the character from the Peloton Agreed. ad. Agreed. Okay. I agree. I never saw the Peloton ad. 
Seriously? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. What is with you? You're picking on me today. I think I think this goes back to uh, I'll, I'll step in. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Joel. Just diffuse the. Tip. Jeff made a, a good comment earlier about when when the boss is Ryan Reynolds and he says, "Hey, look, let's do this." You know, that's a pretty good like kick, swift kick in the butt. Like, my boss is fun. He's famous, mm -hmm. and he wants to do something really fun. So let's 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 do this, right? I think you know on a. Uh, more, you know, if normal is is not the right word, like a norm, more normal client, right? Think about how we can apply this or how agencies or marketers can apply this. We're going through this with one of our, a newer client now that we have on the, in the social space. We've had these discussions about first, what's your comfort level in getting into this when this type of thing happens? Like for instance, Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais uh, hammers Hollywood for um, whatever and and then they cut to Tom Hanks and obviously an instant meme. He's got that look on his face like, right? <laughs> so like for, for us and, our, and the clients that we've had these conversations with, is that an opportunity to take poke a little fun at, you know, uh, when, you know, my reaction, you know, it's, but it's gotta be quick. You, you, you've had to already have had that conversation with your client, shoot it to a Monday morning, be like, Hey, look, this is happening. This is a thing. Can we apply this to what we're doing? Like when, when somebody says they're not eating so-and-so's fish sandwich, you know, like, is that something we can pull off that next morning? Yes, that's, that's This is true. the difference between does the organization believe in marketing or do they tolerate marketing? Yeah. If you believe in marketing, your risk tolerance is higher. Sure. And your willingness, if the right people are in place, to take a risk that could pay off big are higher and you can move faster. Yeah. You know, the, the approval process with Ryan Reynolds is him and his co-founder mm -hmm. saying, I think the, the most rigor they probably went through was the, the, uh, the outs that they offered the actress because they thought it could negatively affect her career or wanted to be sure she wasn't concerned about that. And they gave her multiple outs throughout the process. Seemingly that would take more time than all the other stuff combined. Yeah, I mean, to Adam's point, you know, I think what takes much longer than the actual shooting of the video, right? We have contacts wherever we'd have them and we can line them up and, and get it done. I think the if you haven't had that conversation with your client yet, like that's gonna take far longer to get it to get it approved than it is for Adam's team to actually pull off the creative. So what you're saying is in, in engagements like we would be in, even if it's a conservative-ish brand, something that you should talk about is if we had to go fast, mm -hmm. how do we go fast? Of course. Yeah. Yep. And, and on the back end too. And, and sorry, one more thing. And just <clears throat> comfort level. Like is is a is a really innocuous you know harmless meme of tom hanks like where does that fall on your comfort level is that is that like in the middle is that okay or is that like getting close to the edge of too close because if you if your client says to to a tom hanks like reaction meme on a monday morning after the golden globes if they're leery about that that's probably a pretty good indicator that a lot of these conversations are going nowhere so is it worth your time sorry i was gonna say that's one of the other things that i i am so impressed by is that some of the brands that get it, like you said, the, the Wendy's and the Oreos and the apparently aviation gin <laughs> yeah. that are willing to have a little bit of fun in a very timely manner. You know, they're they're chiming in on social real time during an award show and having some some playfulness with that stuff as it happens. That's a, a huge level of trust um, in, a, in a very small number of people. You know, there's not there's not the time to run that up the flagpole to get buy into certainly not to focus group something. Yeah. Um, the level of trust between idea to execution, um, I think is a rare thing. And when you're, when you are one of those companies that believes in marketing and you have that trust in your team, that's when you get the magic.
the it, I, I just I think it's you know it's very easy to highlight but if you look at the I, I'm gonna forget exactly who they were they're escaping me but you were talking about adage it was it was ranked the number four of 2019 the top three were all highly highly produced spots which to your point would have gone through rigor months and months and months and months ahead uh, so there's no right way to do it there's just the uh, the ability like you just got to know you got to know yourself you got to be are we the people because aviation that's their brand like because that's who ryan reynolds is. he's sarcastic and jokey and that's him all the time so this isn't out of character this is an off brand for a you know a pharmaceutical company to do something like this you can't need your because it's just not who you are even a direct apples to apples like you've got casamigos which is um, george clooney mm-hmm. if they did this it would have felt a little less authentic right because like they were george following clooney. they were trying to follow AJ, aviation gen right like their their advertising is i think him and randy gerber on motorcycles through agave fields looking slick yeah. like oceans 19 like this is what happens when you make it with the money and it's just them riding motorcycles. That's yeah, you're right. It would feel like they were they were jumping on. Oceans DAC Nueve. <laughs> Make it with the money is a movie I would watch. Well here here's a quick question and it's kind of a game, so it's fun. I love games. All right. So if if we're doing scale of uh, one to ten in terms of impact, three days on this ad to get up and running. I think we would all agree that we think Timing is important with something like this. If this didn't take three days, if this took two weeks and the three day is at a 10, what would you score two weeks later this thing uh, comes out on YouTube? Zero. That's that's kind of a hot take right there. (laughs) It's complete trash. It took two weeks. Complete trash. Timing was everything. Too late. (laughs) It's only timing. Too late. (laughs) I mean, I respect that. I respect that. What do you think, honestly? I'd say it's a seven. I, so much of the why oh. I'm <laughs> <laughs> New Year, New Joel. He's just. He's Can just we get negative money. numbers? Yosemite yeah. Sam over Can here. Can I go minus one on this topic? <laughs> <laughs> I would be. I would be still laugh. Still think it's funny. Less impressed at the speed. Um, definitely not a zero though. Hey, there's seven. Two weeks. I mean, he has opinions. Adam, what do you think? I tend to agree with Jeff. I think it's, Thanks, I was going to say like an eight or nine. Damn it, Adam. I mean, there's, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I guess it also, I mean, not to nuance the answer, it's a, it's a nine, but it's uh, what happens in those two weeks. If someone beats you to it, game over. Screwed. It's you don't zero. even release it. It's a zero. But if it just, if the Peloton ad just has two weeks to simmer and everyone's waiting for that counterpunch, Two weeks isn't that long to wait. Well, so here's a great thing. Was anybody even anticipating a counterpunch? That ad is just getting smoked. Is anybody even anticipate? That's why I think it's so cool and why they have the latitude where a lot of brands don't is everybody's looking and going, oh man, that sucks. They're getting roasted. Well, these guys are looking and going, where do we Mm counterpunch? And nobody else is thinking, where do we counterpunch? That to me is where it becomes a really dynamic thing. It's such a crossover too, not to jump at what you're going to say, but like the, um, they're very unrelated. Super unrelated. They're not, it's not like, you know, it's not like Wendy's comments on McDonald's. Yeah. This is gin commenting on a Peloton. Which 
I actually think goes more to my point. If it was if it was Gold's Gym or Planet Fitness and they took two weeks to do it, I would almost be more willing to give them a cut them a little slack. The fact that it's a gin company taking two weeks to do it, like that even that that makes it worse in my opinion. Like that that's Negative at that one. point at that Negative point one. if there's like there's so wait, no point. Would it what do you what do you what do you grade the ad as it is in like the timing that they did it? Ten. Okay. Jeez. All or nothing. Holy cow. All or nothing. What was yours, Jim? Uh, I'd I'd give it a six. I I think it's inter- an entertaining ad. I think you really need the timing, and it's also kind of in that holiday window as well. Yeah. So you need to kind of capture that wave. But the the commercial, the ad is funny. It's funny. It's funny ad. Yeah. Um, here's the one thing that bothers me though, and this stems back to the amount of time that I spent working on alcohol brands, beer and spirits. You technically cannot drink in a commercial. You can't. You've never seen it before. Hmm. It doesn't happen. And I see this. I didn't know I mean, that. think about that. You can get fined for that. You will get fined for that. And this woman's not only drinking; she's taking the entire drink down. She's her friend. So friend of course, like goes, me, like this is going to be a fun night. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remove myself from like work. I'm like, oh my god, you can't drink. You can't drink in this. I know it's so stupid. So you but... have a yoke around your neck of your previous experiences, and it keeps you from enjoying things. Well, I, I don't know that I would call it a yoke. So is this like, like a, an oxen, like a loophole because it's not for broadcast? I think so. Or yeah, I think fine. I think so, but even even then, I'm sure they're going to get fined for this. And and you know what? It's probably worth it. Right. It is probably worth it. And bravo to them. Has anybody tasted the gin? No. Because if this stuff sucks, I bet it. Right. I, I bet it tastes like pine needles. You think? <laughs> That's what. <laughs> if there's a rumor. No, their first their first ad is about how they make it and how each one of the, the bottles is made with only the tears of the owner, Ryan Reynolds, and how they, you know, you might know the taste of gin because of, like, it tastes like pine needles. Well, we use something else that makes it taste completely not like that. And it's just, it's all about hipsters and them, you know, whispering to the juniper berries. Yeah, I'd give that a zero. I don't, I think a you zero. need to watch in the spirit, it first. In the spirit of Joel Hammond. I think you need to watch harsh, it first. Thank you. The harsh reality. He's, he's going to give it to you straight, Sorry. straight dope. Hey, why not? Yeah. Hey, I'd like to say bravo to Joel for not coughing this entire episode. I haven't coughed once. He hasn't coughed yeah. once. Michael, like, it's how a do you hot like streak. that? Yeah, coming off a of cold, that's admirable. That I'll is. give my ability not to cough on this call, podcast a freaking 10. It's a 10. <laughs> it's a 10. <laughs> it's a 10. Billy right. Bob. Nice right. Billy Bob. Final thought. Yeah. Final thought. Three-day turnaround. Quick quality production. Jeff. Can Adcom get this done? Yes. Absolutely. Hands down done. Joel. Um, yeah. <laughs> Confidence level. High. That's he's, so Joel. He's a real, real flamethrower today. That could today. not be more Joel. If you know Joel Adam, Hammond. Adam, Wait, you I, would I, I just you don't, I'm not sure I understand the question. Aviation Gin is our client. Could we do that in three days? Is that, what, is that the question? I'm just, I'm trying to be playful. Oh. Jeez. Yeah, you're, just look at this guy. Well, yes. Yes, we it's could very, pull it off because we've this? already had this conversation with our clients, Joel, to my point. Does Joel think he's at the Hague? Like, what is <laughs> happening right now? I'm Calm trying to under, I'm trying to understand Gosh, the promote. question from the host. Why don't you keep coughing? God. Excuse me. I'm going to start coughing. Promote your employer. Jeez. Yeah, really. 
2020. We're, we're real good at stuff. Adam's good. real good at stuff. I agree. I agree. Adam doesn't even need to answer. He, I mean, he does this all day. We can't. Three days, would have done it in two. We would have done it in two. What's taking so long? <laughs> we couldn't do it. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was just playing, playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I think should the right opportunity present itself, uh, there's no reason we couldn't. Is this really scary? Go down to the naughty. <laughs> set up the camera at the naughty. Yeah. All, all kidding aside, is it realistic for, you know, a marketer to have these types? I mean, it. you need a, a perfect situation oh, for something yeah. like this to go down. Sure. Uh, they. I mean, they don't even have an agency partner, but they have Ryan Reynolds. So if you've got a Ryan Reynolds laying around the house... <laughs> You don't, do you? <laughs> or or Hugh Jackman. <laughs> or Hugh Jackman. More of a Hugh Jackman no, kind of guy. No. Hard no on, on Hugh Jackman. No, I just think it's I but I, I do think it speaks to you know, you want to circle go full circle on Quibi? <laughs> oh yes, I sure. do. Full I circle do, on Quibi. And Adam, I'd be interested in your opinion on this. Are you seeing more of a desire for shorter, snappier video content, motion graphic content versus longer form? Yes. I mean, short answer, yes. Yeah. I think the long like, answer like is Quibi. we're <laughs> right. <laughs> we're we're in a, a bit of a transition in that I think everybody realizes they ask for it, um, but their desire is still to get everything in. So mm. where people used to say, uh, I need to convey two minutes worth of information and I want to do it in two minutes. Now it's, I want to convey two minutes worth of information in 35 seconds. Yeah. But they still want to convey two minutes worth of information. I don't think we've seen the, the pendulum truly swing to like, let's get 15 seconds out in 15 seconds yeah. where, you know, the, the message fits. But yeah, I mean, the, the the desire is definitely there more frequently for shorter content. Interesting. I want to get two minutes into a snappy six. Yeah. Your boy, your boy, uh, Katzenberg. Yeah. He's been, he's been blowing up CES uh, with this Quibi nonsense. Yeah. It's um, coming in hot. Here, here's my, here's my problem with, with the, the Quibi. I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. They just, position. just like just like the company keeps it short and sweet with its quick bites, <laughs> quick bites, quick quick bites of questionable questionably premium content. Sure, uh, by Steven mildly <laughs> mi mildly premium. They they position the value proposition as TV, but on your phone, and then when he's pressed, actually at CES specifically about you know what's the value? Is there actually an audience for this? And why would people want TV on their phone? He's like, well, you're you're trying to compare apples and submarines. He's basically saying things. it's two different things. So now, now that it's convenient for him, he can just act like, oh, it's not TV on your phone. This is something different. Well, I guess when you've you've made it, you can equivocate. Hubris. <laughs> your new name for Quibi is hubris, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. <laughs> Can, well, I, can I take a, a poll between the legacy members? I'm not answering because you guys will just <laughs> no. This is just a yes or no. You won't like my. This is my, a yes or no. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be an easy answer. Would you like to see Adam Zakaro on the show again? Oh, hand up for a yes. Hard yes. Zero. Hard, yes. hard yes. Ten. Let's make hard it yes. unanimous. Hard yes. <laughs> all four. Quartet. Excellent. I would like to thank all of you for joining us today. Thank you as always, you combative son of a bitch. Hey, I just got to stir the <laughs> pot a little bit. Yeah. And I'd also like to thank our dedicated audience out there. We know who you are. Hey, can I tell you, we, we've had some We know who you're not, too. I have to call. Sarah Pagura. We've had some spikes in, in number of downloads. So our audience is really starting to ramp. 
Where do they Thank find? You. Where can our audience find us if, know, if not on the podcast? Not on the podcast. Well, you can find us on social, the Adcom Group on Twitter, and also the A Game Podcast. You can also find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, yeah. iTunes, and on Instagram. Obviously, the oh, Adcom the Group. Insta-G, our yeah. our executive oh, producer, Mike, so Michael good. T. Paux, the flagship. Bon vivant, Michael Paux, where he goes and just opuses constantly. It's amazing. Really good stuff. Follow us there. I have to cough. Oh, not a right. channel. See you next week. Are we going to be? But on... I haven't done it in thirty. Literally, like literally, like thirty-three minutes. Hey, if you when we post this and you'd like to see us on TikTok, please leave a comment. Oh God, could we uh, have a walkout of "We Are the Champions" because I won the fantasy football championship for Adcom? Congratulations! Nice. Buddy. Thank you. Well, one, you. there were two leagues. You won yeah. one of them. Well, I <laughs> who won, won the other both? one. Who won the uh, other? Dan Reisinger. Okay, not so not you. No, I did not. Jim okay. beat me in the semifinals actually. <laughs> His boy, his your boy Lamar Jackson (laughs) ran all over me. (laughs) Thank you, Lamar. Yes. All right. See you next week, folks.